0: Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitian's Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 325
1: of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Today we are talking about what Allie has come to call the matriarch of all the antioxidants, glutathione. We talk about this all of the time, but I think maybe we take for granted that Everyone knows what the heck we're talking about when we say that big word, glutathione. So today we'll just be taking a quick step back and we'll just do a deep dive on symptoms of deficiency, concerns with glutathione depletion and how it actually becomes depleted in the body, the influence on pandemic virus, and just general respiratory health. And then we'll get into how NAC or N acetylcysteine impacts your glutathione status, use as a breathing treatment, as well as our favorite glutathione rich foods and ways that you can naturally enhance your glutathione status in your body.
2: Yes, we will also cover the use of glutathione in treatment of toxicity, including using it as an adjuvant with cancer care, with chemotherapy. And so much more. And this episode really came to light, or the need for it, I should say, when I was just with my parents, um, doing a pre-holiday celebration, and they came here from Wisconsin. They live in Florida, um, but they traveled from Wisconsin, where that thing, the shmam schmemic or COVID, went through all of the people in the household. Um, so my aunt, my uncle, my other aunt, my grandfather, my dad, and when he flew here, had quite a a bad upper respiratory cough he's very prone towards getting bronchitis and pneumonia and although this was his second covid infection this one seemed to be a little bit more severe and i had him taking our cellular antiox and really ramped that up to six capsules a day of which he saw some very significant remission or reduced symptoms of that severe cough and the cough started really tight um, where he often relies on a steroid inhaler but the use of the cellular antiox which is glutathione with NAC, um, was able to break up his cough and make that productive and actually reduce the severity of infection and it's really interesting because I was telling him you know dad when you fly home You might even want to get um, a treatment for a glutathione breathing treatment, or maybe even a glutathione IV to just really get some orthomolecular high dose vitamin push. And although all weekend he was like, this cellular antioxidant is really good, he looked at me after he had been praising cellular antioxidant, and he said, what's that? Gluta what? And I was like, damn it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I was like, okay. So clearly you realize that this supplement works, but you haven't made the connection that the main ingredient is glutathione. And so I told Becky, okay, this man, my father, you know, just realized how glutathione literally helped heal his body. But yet after five days of use, didn't know what
1: glutathione yep. was. We he need can't to be make the only one. Yeah. He can't be the only one. Who doesn't? Yeah. what we're talking about half the time
2: yes (laughs) yes so uh that is kind of what inspired today's episode and um i can't sing the praises of this nutrient enough especially in the world of pandemic we'll talk today about flu we'll talk today again about just daily toxicity and how a powerful antioxidant can help to reduce oxidative stress and overall inflammation in the body so this is a really important one this is gonna get nerdy so buckle up get your notes out if you choose to take some and um, let's just have some updates on what's happening in our world as we're wrapping up the year and um, share with individuals our upcoming live keto class, which we still have just a couple spots left.
1: Yes. So at the time of this episode airs, Happy New Year. It's 2023 now, right? Oh, okay. Yep. Um, it's it's going to be on January 2nd. So um, our keto program officially kicks off and it's our first live one in over a year, uh, which is wild kicks off on Wednesday, January 18th. This is going to run from 12 to about 1.15 Central Standard Time. Probably block until 1.30 because sometimes we can go a little bit over. Um, every other week there will be a live class with Allie and myself, taught via Zoom. That is of course recorded as well for those who cannot participate live, um, however a lot of individuals choose to do this, like block their lunch hour, mm-hmm. you know, or grab a conference room and buck up for some good nerdy food as medicine deep dive. Um, so, we have a very unique food as medicine approach to keto that can really optimize your body and shift it into thrive mode. Um, we take a functional medicine approach where each class is going to cover a functional medicine topic. So beyond yes. just teaching you about keto, how to get into keto, what foods to eat for keto, um, we also take a deep dive of how ketosis can appro- can um, be used to approach various conditions in the body. So the first one, for example, is on cardiometabolic disease and we cover lipid metabolism. We cover diabetes and so, so much more.
2: Should you worry about dietary cholesterol? What about these saturated (laughs) fats? Uh, What if you have APOE and you shouldn't eat saturated fat? How do you do a Mediterranean form of a ketogenic diet? Everyone who participates in our live ketosis program also gets a customizable protocol and this is where we help you determine your carb protein and fat gram needs so these are your macros that you'll get to learn about a preliminary start as well as how you might want to transition your macros as you get to the midpoint about a month and a half into this 12-week program and the concept of carb cycling and whether that's appropriate for you and how you would be able to employ carb cycling and maintain sustainable weight loss results. A big emphasis that we see with participants in our program is experiencing this newfound freedom in their body and really redefining their relationship with food. We really strive hard to ensure that all of our recipes are absolutely delicious are very diverse in flavor profiles and that there's a trickle effect for other household members so they also can see some results from food as medicine just by passive consumption alone so we do ensure that you're able to use these customized interactive worksheets um, you get 20 plus handouts and materials to really make this program your own but just by leading the water if you will in your household by changing out some things in your pantry making the recommended recipes we know that there's going 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 to be a synergistic effect throughout the whole household and when you lower excessive sugar in the diet and you bring down your carbohydrates to start to work like a hybrid to use fat as fuel and not just be on a sugar roller coaster you're going to see improved energy you're going to see better quality sleep you're going to see reduced cravings you're going to see blood sugar metabolism balance and maybe even reversal of diabetes and we can also see improvements in mood like anxiety depression adhd and even things like acne improvement as well as digestive health. And so like Becky said, each class does not only teach you how to master your macros and adjust the levers of how many grams of fat, protein, and carbs you need. We really help you understand about functional medicine and addressing the root causes of chronic illness. We teach you about supplementation strategy and we make lab recommendations. There are lab savings that are offered only through this live 12-week food is medicine program. So as Becky mentioned, Many people will re-watch the Zoom recordings after even live participating, or some will always watch them as a recording, but they stay with the live group because of the lab savings, because of the interaction that they get and the access to us on our private Slack group and um, really being able to stay timely to get those results and submit their questions and get those answered in those live classes that then they can watch as an archive. So don't be concerned if you can't make the Every Other Wednesdays. Still participating in the live is going to be much more value-added than doing our archived program. And if you've already done our archive program, you can always shoot us an email to get a savings discount on purchasing this live one. We'd still love you to participate. And as we haven't taught it in over a year, we know we're going to have a lot of new content in the classes. Each participant also gets a copy of our Eat Fat, Get Skinny, which is a bunch of fat-fueled recipes with food as medicine approaches and our ketogenic kickstart ebook, which is really the science and strategy of how we
1: approach nutritional ketosis. Let me go ahead and read this testimonial from one of our last participants. They said, empowered and approachable. The course was great and I felt really empowered. I appreciated the practical attitude about eating and the realistic approach, i.e. there's a good chance you'll fall off the wagon at some point, but don't allow that to derail you mentally or otherwise. I really appreciate that Allie shared the science and empirical evidence for her program, even though it was challenging. I really appreciated the support of the Slack group and knowing that I could get questions answered quickly by Allie and Becky throughout that forum. Awesome.
2: So we'd love you all to go on over to AllieMillerRD.com. You can check out under Books and Programs, the live 12-week Food is Medicine Ketosis class. There are only a couple spots left, and we'd love you to snag one so that you can feel empowered in your body, you can get back into that thrive mode, you can reduce cravings, you can see weight loss results, and you can really learn how Food is Medicine can work for you. All right, let's have a quick
1: word from our sponsor for this episode, Peak State coffee and then we'll get into what glutathione is
2: yes so peak state coffee uh, provides coffee with health benefits they roast coffee that is less acidic than your standard coffee and it also is free of toxins mold is non-gmo and chemical free what's more is peak state coffee is going to blend in 500 milligrams of lion's mane reishi and chaga these are adaptogenic compounds also known as nootropics So nootropics aid in boosting your brain as well as balancing out your stress response. And these have adaptogenic compounds, the lion's mane, reishi, and chaga. These can support neurological health, offsetting that otherwise buzz we can get from that high caffeine adrenaline surge. It can help to keep our stress levels in check, reduce anxiety while still keeping that true coffee taste that we love. So unlike some of the other products out there that just replace, the coffee all together with an adaptogen blend, or they use just a non flavored, yucky um, kind of dried, tastes like Folgers mixed with powdered (laughs) mushrooms, Uh, I will say Peak State Coffee is beautiful beans. Um, You can buy them in a whole bean or a ground blend. They actually add tinctures of these medicinal components from the adaptogenic mushrooms uh, after that roasting process. And so it does retain all of the bioavailability of those 500 milligrams of these adaptogens. And that's what really helps to modulate that fight or flight jitter response that you'll experience from other coffees so not only is it tolerated by me who often gets a little bit fight or flight but I have seen enhanced cognitive clarity and again it gives me that nostalgia of the romance of having my cup of coffee with maybe a little splash of raw milk uh, maybe some vanilla bean um, a really great thing that I've been enjoying in these colder months so you can go on over to peakstatecoffee.com that's p-e-a-k-s-t-a-t-e Z-O-F-F-E-E.com slash miller R D. And when you use Ally Miller R D at checkout or use that link with slash Ally Miller RD after peakstatecoffee.com, you will be able to get 20% off of your order and free shipping. I will note that their bags of full beans are fabulous. You can, again, grind them in small amounts and then use them in your percolator or um, in your uh, press, like a French press, etc. And also they do have some really great canned cold brew um, that has this infusion of the adaptogens in there as well so that's a really good convenient option for travel or as the months heat up um, so i'm going on over to peakstatecoffee.com slash save 20 percent off and drink clean coffee that is not toxic and
1: is actually balancing for your brain All right, let's get into it and just explain for listeners what exactly glutathione is and why do you call it the matriarch or why is it this top dog antioxidant?
2: Sure, so glutathione, also referred to as GSH, if you're looking at a research study, for instance, um, it's a tripeptide composed of three amino acids. So tripeptide meaning three different components from protein building blocks. The amino acids that comprise it are glycine, cysteine and glutamic acid or glutamine Um, and so these three building blocks play a big role in the production of glutathione and I call it the top dog antioxidant because it has the highest capacity to scavenge free radicals and so when we look at the lineage of antioxidant capacity um, vitamin c would be kind of at the bottom in the middle we would see things like selenium and coq10 cysteine would be right prior to glutathione and that's also known as N acetylcysteine or NAC, which we'll get into. And as I mentioned, cysteine being one of those direct building blocks to make glutathione Um, glutathione is naturally occurring intracellularly in our body and it's found abundantly in nearly every cell Um, it's a potent antioxidant that plays a critical role in our body as far as reducing again oxidative stress which in turn is going to enhance detoxification and reduce inflammation It also has an essential role in the maintenance of cell membrane integrity in our red blood cells. Um, We've seen in clinical studies that glutathione can aid in supporting against metal toxicity, um, which can also see in research its ability to help with toxicity in the world of chemotherapy or supporting chemotherapy tolerance countering out that toxic effect we've seen influence of glutathione on white blood cell status so um, we see a huge influence in our lymphocytes and our neutrophils and when we see someone with a suppressed white blood cell count i'll often get them going on our cellular antioxidants, as a key player in getting that back up And again, big picture, we see high concentration of glutathione in virtually all cells of the body, which is a big indicator for its importance in overall metabolic oxidative detoxification processes.
1: Okay. So you've already covered a couple of the functions, but there are like so, so many. Um, So I want to go through a few more of the functions of glutathione and what it can do for us in the body.
2: Yeah, so I mean the name, namely one would be scavenging free radicals and neutralizing harmful toxins, okay? And that in turn is going to reduce cellular damage. So when we think of disease process as well as aging, this is all going to be perpetuated by damage, if you will, um, or that, that influence on the cells. And so this potent antioxidant is going to protect cell integrity. Um, it also works as a signaling molecule and we've seen its ability to influence immune response directly. It will regenerate other antioxidants because if you're getting kind of a powerful support on the top of the food chain, if you will, or that matriarch antioxidant, then the other antioxidants that are lower below it will be able to maintain in an optimal state um, or replete and not be used to build or give when we're seeing deficiency of glutathione. So for instance, we'll see better antioxidant status in vitamin E and vitamin C when we have optimized glutathione stores. Um, It supports our mitochondrial function, which is really the powerhouses of our cells that play a role with energy metabolism, huge role in neurological health and cardiovascular health. We've seen in studies the ability of glutathione to carry toxic metals out of the body, including even mercury. Um, So there's a lot of research in the world of Alzheimer's and dementia or cognitive decline and glutathione having a powerful tool there it regulates our proliferation of our cells and the process of apoptosis so that programmed cell death and regulating the cells that need to turn over to generate better healthy new cells It plays a role with conjugation or linking it together compounds to make them more absorbable or user-friendly. It is an active cofactor or a helper molecule, if you will, that can support optimized enzymes in the body like glutathione peroxidase levels, which would further protect you from oxidative damage it um, plays a role with, like I mentioned, leukotriene production. Oh no, I didn't mention that. I mentioned uh, neutrophils and leukocytes in the world of our white blood cell response, Uh, but leukotriene would actually be seen as a component in our inflammatory cascade. Um, And so with participating in leukotriene production, we see this vital component for inflammatory and hypersensitive reactions. Um, We also see support in liver toxicity with glutathione, and we see support in that immune world with T cell function, which plays a big role with that
1: memory or long-term immune response. So pretty darn important. Like it's got a lot of roles. And like you said, virtually every cell in the body. Um, and so because it's so important, we don't want to be deficient in right. glutathione. Um, what would be some things to look for in terms of markers of glutathione deficiency?
2: So we'll see symptoms of toxicity as a big area, and this could be uh, free radical overload in general. We could see elevator liver enzymes secondary to, to that toxicity or that free radical overload uh, we can see manifestations of chronic fatigue as well as myalgias like aches throughout the body We can see macular degeneration, and honestly, you know, that's speaking in eye health, but we can see degeneration through the body, Mm -hmm. again, because glutathione is this super powerful shield. So when you lose the shield, the cells die, um, or they aren't as resilient. So we can even see buildup of calcification in our coronary artery world. Um, We can see damage in the lungs. Um, We can see organ damage overall when glutathione status is in a deficient space. We'll see toxin accumulation or heavy metals building up in the body. We can see impaired immune function and decreased white blood cells or decreased red blood cells because it plays that role in the cell membrane. We can see cognitive decline and memory problems. We can see joint pain beyond that myalgia and muscle ache. We can see arthritis and glutathione is a powerful tool. We use that actually in our inflammation what is it called? The anti-inflammatory bundle? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you think of the big things like supertumeric and the EPA DHA omega-3 in there, but we put our cell antioxid in there because of the role of glutathione on arthritis. And there's really powerful medical literature out there, even in double blind randomized clinical trials. So that that joint pain um, that we see with inflammation in the joints. We see glutathione playing a role with methylation and regulating homocysteine levels, as well as reducing CRP. So we can see elevated homocysteine or elevated CRP, that overall marker of inflammation, if status is not optimized. Um, And then we can also see um, in that world of cognitive decline, mood issues, as well as brain fog, and then suppressed immune response, which would go hand in hand with that lower white blood cell
1: count and reduced T cell formation. Yeah. So if you're catching like every virus, that might be an indicator that you're potentially depleted. Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about how glutathione actually gets depleted and who would be at most risk for deficiency.
2: So definitely if we are not getting a optimized diet, which I'll kind of pause and not give you too much there because we're going to talk about food as medicine and food sources, and I don't want to go on a tangent there. (laughs) But if you're not eating enough food, phytocompounds and you're not getting enough sulfur in your diet would be the big thing. So if it's a if it's a poor protein intake and it's an excessive carb and refined standard American diet, especially one that has a lot of industrialized oils mm-hmm. or toxins in the diet, right. like preservatives and additives, that's going to deplete glutathione right, because you're going
1: to burn through it to yeah. detoxify that stuff, right? Totally.
2: Yeah. Um, we see chronic disease, um, especially in the world of blood sugar issues like diabetes can deplete glutathione as chronic disease that requires treatment um, like cancer um, which would again be something that drives toxicity or other drugs that the liver has to be stressed with to detoxify Um, that's going to have a role with depleting glutathione Um, We can see infection. So this could be like respiratory infection and virus, but it could also be like a wound infection. Mm -hmm. Um, And so any form of infection can deplete glutathione status because it's trying to protect the cells again. um, Chronic stress, and this can be mental, emotional stress, or physiological stress like an athlete Um, and the athlete connection is important because that glutamine remember glutamine is one of the building blocks along with glycine and cysteine and so I would also start to lean into as a functional practitioner thinking about these three building blocks and and when I think of glutamine I think of it playing a role with muscle soreness when it's depleted athletes tend to run low in glutamine Um, they burn through that nutrient and IBS or IBD inflammatory bowel individuals tend to be low we in glutamine, which is that fuel source for your gut cells. Um, and so if we have gut distress, this would be another area that we would be likely depleted in glutathione. Um, going back into that athlete concept, when I think of glycine, which is in our relax and regulate, you know, that magnesium um, individuals that have more muscle tension um, also would be an area that might have lower glutathione levels. Generalized aging is going to deplete over time. And then the things that accelerate aging. So, you know, if we're looking at alcohol consumption, if we're looking at smoking, um, if we're looking at exposure to toxins, these are all going to overall drive more need for detoxification and exhaust over time our glutathione supply. And these can extend even to
1: EMFs and air pollution and mold exposure. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, having low glutathione status might even be an indicator. There's mold in your home and you don't even know it, mm-hmm. right? No doubt. No doubt. Um, and then certain medications and classes of medication uh, can also certainly deplete glutathione. So you mentioned the chemotherapy as mm-hmm. one. Um, let's talk about a couple other classes of drugs that can deplete glutathione.
2: Yeah, the most direct one to note is going to be in the world of acetaminophen mm-hmm. or Tylenol. And we've talked about this in some episodes when we've talked on vaccination and especially pediatric vaccinations and um, really pushing against the use of Tylenol at that time. Right. Unfortunately, that's often in the literature that like
1: the nurse will give to a oh, new mom. Every time I go in, even though we don't vaccinate. You still get the I still get. the take home with the dosage for my daughter I'm like she's Two months, like I'm not giving her anything, and I wish they said instead give glutathione at this time. Right. So often
2: there will be the recommendation to give Tylenol at time of um, vaccination to offset maybe the pain um, and some of that inflammatory process. Well, the concern is is that Tylenol or acetaminophen actually depletes glutathione status, and also one of the mechanisms of that injection of the vaccine is that that of itself depletes glutathione status because it's a stressor and has as toxins. I mean, the adjuvants in injectable vaccines are there to stress the immune system to provoke an immunological response that's why there were metals such as mercury added to vaccines in the past and now those have been replaced with aluminum etc so the adjuvants are stressors and the recommendation is take Tylenol and that actually adds insult to injury where we have more increased risk for autism when we're depleting that glutathione level and what's more is we've even seen independent dependent of vaccination status. In May of 2021, a study published in the European Journal of um, Epidemiology found that children that were exposed to acetaminophen before birth, so this would be in utero, mama being pregnant, taking Tylenol, 19% more likely to develop autism and 21% more likely to show signs of ADHD.
1: Yes, and we'll talk in a moment about some of the conditions that are associated with deficiency. And there's a you know mechanism there with ADHD and autism where that's often going to be linked to glutathione status. So even though the study didn't say that, I think we can kind of infer that that's at least part of that puzzle.
2: Absolutely. And so be mindful of those analgesic drugs or those pain-reducing drugs, um, but specifically the acetaminophen is the one that we see with glutathione particularly. Now, the other analgesics would be connected to the other world of gut health mm-hmm. and glutathione depletion. So this is where we would see like NSAID drugs, but we could also look at antibiotics and even acid blackers and antiacids um, because these over time are going we're going to see some imbalance with the gut flora And we're going to see then deficiency of B vitamins. So the antacids are going to interfere with that B vitamin absorption and the antibiotics are going to be disrupting our gut flora, which suppresses B12 production. And we need these B vitamins as methyl donors to play a role with transsulfuration or the activation in that production of that GSH or glutathione. That's what the S is in the shortened uh, form of uh, glutathione when we're looking at medical literature Um, and so gut health and a robust microbiome are essential for glutathione production and and then those drugs that interfere with gut health could drive deficiency sure so if you don't have
1: enough b vitamins you can't make glutathione essentially and we talk all the time about how b vitamin deficiencies are so common even under you know stress and pretty much across the board in most populations so kind of an interesting connection there Um, Let's talk a little bit about some of the common conditions that are associated with deficiency of glutathione.
2: Yeah, so we mentioned the connection with autism. And um, this is the idea again that lack of this antioxidant can impair detoxification and this methylation process. So we'll get elevated toxins in the body, which cross the blood brain barrier. And this can link to a lot of the neurological symptoms that we see with autism, as well as, you know, we saw on its own brain fog and dysregulated uh, mitochondria. Um, So we have seen that autism is really hypothesized to be an oxidative stress disorder. So when we have deficiency of that master antioxidant, that's a big key player in potential progression. I mentioned diabetes or dysregulated blood sugar level as a driving factor. Um, And this is because we can see in individuals that um, have glutathione deficiency, they don't get this necessary protection of their beta cells of the pancreas. So again, we can see organ failure or exacerbated organ damage. Um, And in the world of diabetes, we know that the pancreas and the kidneys are at high risk. Those that would have lower glutathione status will see even more severe issues in this space. Um, We see the role of glutathione deficiency in fertility, um, both for men and women. In men, it plays a role as a cofactor to an enzyme that ensures the integrity of sperm. Um, So the sperm is actually viable enough in that morphology and motility. Um, And then we see with female infertility that glutathione is essential in protecting our eggs. Um, So even those pre-fertilized and even uh, eggs once they've been fertilized to ensure healthy implantation. In fact, we're even starting to see now CoQ10 was kind of first on the block with the world of IVF. And now we're starting to see some IVF clinics prescribing NAC and or glutathione um, because there is such powerful literature. So if you're someone that dealing with infertility, making sure that your glutathione status is optimized and getting going with that cellular antiox um, with that blend of the glutathione and NAC would be a great
1: tool to focus on. Yes, and having your partner take it too if you are yeah. in the you know conception space uh, and or, or in the timeline
2: another lean into again the synergy of the use of relax and regulate which has that magnesium bisglycinate that glycine to build glutathione but also then that myoinositol for ovarian health sure. and we've seen myoinositol also in men fertility to be yep. positive yep. so good double dip there yes totally um, we see migraines and headaches um, as a big symptom or condition associated with glutathione deficiency Um, hypertension because we know that oxidative stress can often drive up blood pressure in the body Um, we've seen the role of especially Hashimoto's but hypothyroidism in general Um, hypothyroidism can actually decrease the efficacy of antioxidants and so we won't get as much influence from glutathione which over time will demand more glutathione and drive that deficiency and then pretty much any inflammatory or neurological condition Um, again because the glutathione plays such a role in scavenging free radicals when we have a influx of cytokines or prostaglandins these pro-inflammatory compounds, we require glutathione to offset that oxidative stress from that inflammatory response. Um, And so that can extend into, again, cognitive influence or memory loss. This can extend into neurological health. Um, It can extend into autoimmune conditions or
1: susceptibility to illness or a compromised immune response. So a really wide range of conditions that Demand glutathione and can be affected, you know, or or caused by low glutathione status. And one other area I really want to hit on when it comes to glutathione deficiency and glutathione's role in the body is immune health. We've covered this in some of our past pandemic and immune health episodes in now the almost three years since all of this has been going on. Um, But I think we should hit on once again. Mechanisms of glutathione in COVID and then just for viral infection in general?
2: Yeah, so again, this concept is that there is increased oxidative stress or depleted glutathione levels when the body is fighting a illness. Um, and so if there is a pathogen, whether that is bacteria, yeast, uh, infection from virus, um, we can see glutathione deficiency. And when we see glutathione deficiency we can see dysregulated inflammatory response and an excessive oxidative stress response which can drive severity of illness and organ damage. So that's kind of the, the how it works. Um, in the world with pandemic, we have absolutely seen um, some really powerful influences in the world of glutathione. In fact, this first study that we will link here is called Severe Glutathione Deficiency, Oxidative Stress, and Oxidant Damage in Adults Hospitalized with COVID-19. Implications for GlyNAC. nac Supplementation and GlyNAC is a combination of glycine and N acetylcysteine. Um, and so, what they saw was that the benefits of the GlyNAC supplementation went well beyond correcting glutathione deficiency. So, those two building blocks, the cysteine and the glycine, were able to correct the glutathione deficiency and the oxidative stress, but that the GlyNAC also improved inflammation mitochondrial dysfunction, endothelial vascular dysfunction, insulin resistance, genotoxicity, autophagy and mitophagy, and muscle strength as reported in human clinical trials. Um, And so they looked at the influence of adding in those building blocks and how that offset that oxidative stress storm and
1: the various mechanisms of action. Okay, and another really obvious headline here of another study um, in a journal of infectious disease, diseases, um, endogenous deficiency of glutathione as the most likely cause of serious manifestations and death in COVID-19 patients. I can't believe they got away with saying that.
2: I know. And so this actually, I think we have this image linked on our Cellular antioxidant yeah, yeah. product page um, where it takes an image of virus and kind of a line and it shows the infection the virus replication, and then the increased viral load, which drives acute respiratory distress. And then as that continues to increase, how that leads to death and how glutathione status trends inversely. So if glutathione status is significantly deficient, there is a higher risk of overall mortality. Um, There's also going to be an increased viral load in that individual and more of a risk factor for respiratory disease. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Um, We see endogenous glutathione levels progressively declining again, just generally with aging um, because we often will see lower biosynthesis or building of glutathione as we age. And we tend to see lower protein intake in individuals over 65 years of age. Um, We also would be concerned if individuals had insufficient consumption of sulfur-containing fruits and vegetables, um, especially a good array of color for anti antioxidant building blocks Um, and then we know that chronic diseases as we talked about you know the comorbidities that was a big talk in pandemic time and that's because we've seen individuals with obesity type 2 diabetes cardiovascular disorders and respiratory diseases as well as cancer and liver diseases to be individuals that have more deficiency of glutathione based on those preliminary chronic disease states Um, we also saw a risk factor for those that smoke cigarettes um, and are exposed to toxins as we discussed earlier and then um, we do know that men actually make less levels of glutathione Glutathione as they age than women do. Interesting. Usually
1: we get hit harder with most yeah. things. So hey, that's that's something we got in our favor. Yes. Um, and then another study um, or a review: glutathione and immune function. Um, just a quick pull quote here: the immune system works best if the lymphoid cells have a delicately balanced intermediate level of glutathione even moderate changes in the intracellular glutathione level have profound effects on lymphocyte function. So basically your immune system's not functioning as well if you have low glutathione status.
2: Yes. And there's so many clinical trials going on now. There also were some uh, noted anecdotal or case studies of using glutathione or N-acetylcysteine IVs in treatment uh, for COVID. And then there also has been, as we'll get into a moment in a moment, protocols for nebulizing or using it as a respiratory inhalant. Um, but we do have randomized placebo-controlled trials on the treatment of HIV-infected Patients, as there's been more time to collect that data. Um, And these two randomized placebo controlled trials showed that N acetylcysteine, that primary building block caused in both um, cases a significant increase in all immunological functions, um, including almost a complete restoration of natural killer cell activity. Um, So that suppressed compromised immune system with HIV, when given this building block for glutathione, was not expressed. Basically, they were not as immune compromised when they were able to bring that NAC level up to bring the glutathione
1: status to an optimal range got it so the neck builds glutathione and i think we've got a little more on that in a moment but um let's maybe talk about its use as an inhalant or um, use in a nebulizer
2: Yes. So there is a, a study that we will link as well called nebulization of glutathione and NAC as an adjuvant therapy for COVID-19 onset. Um, I actually did purchase a nebulizer early in pandemic time, and that was going to be my approach in my household. Um, either a combination of colloidal silver as in, in, in a nebulized form, maybe hydrogen peroxide in that noted diluted Mode and then, if need be, glutathione. Um, and so, this is a consideration because glutathione is a delicate antioxidant, and there is concern about oral administration of glutathione um, because it is susceptible to getting degraded in the digestive tract. Um, And so there were some practitioners that were taking this consideration and doing glutathione as a nebulizer or inhaled, um, or as an IV route to basically bypass the gut and they were looking at dosages of around 3,000 milligrams per day of NAC or glutathione that would suffice in controlling this oxidative stress, inflammatory cytokine storm in the pulmonary structures. Got it. And you never had to really use your
1: nebulizer. You guys never got that severe.
2: Huh? No. And I think one of the big things to note is that's because, you know, we really relied very heavily on the cellular antioxidants which has combination of that NAC, that N-acetylcysteine, with B6, and B6 plays a huge role in that transsulfuration or that activation of glutathione building and maintaining that repleted state plus the S-acetylated form of glutathione. And so, yes, glutathione as an antioxidant, if you're just buying a glutathione supplement, you really want to look for that S-acetyl glutathione um, because we have seen in clinical studies that this is really an ideal alternative to get glutathione status up if we are wanting something more cost-affordable or daily or to chronically replete potential deficiency as opposed to like an IV that would be more intermittent Mm -hmm. use um, the s-acetyl molecule that is bound to glutathione basically protects the glutathione from breaking down in the gastrointestinal tract so it is able to reach the bloodstream intact um, and so you know this is one that is really well suited for oral ingestion and that's why we ensured that our cellular antiox has this bioavailable form and you're also getting quite a potent dosage there so in each capsule of our cellular antiox, you are getting 500 milligrams of that NAC and 100 milligrams of this S-acetylglutathione. And generally, I recommend a baseline dosage of one cellular antiox twice daily. And that's just in the fact that we're living in a dirty world. <laughs> like, you know, we're just exposed to oxidative stressors on a daily basis. And um, if it's a woman or man that's looking for future fertility or current fertility, they're looking to support their liver health and maintain optimal cognitive function um, that's a really great baseline dosage now if we're talking about cold flu viral season you might even up that baseline dosage to more like a two to three capsules but if we're talking about being exposed to a virus or actually feeling start of symptoms like scratchy throat or um, congestion Respiratory stress. This is where we'd be pushing up to six capsules mm-hmm. of the cellular antiox. And so that's going to bring you up to three grams a day of NAC or 3,000 milligrams, which is what was recommended. And then we're also looking at 600 milligrams of that S-acetylglutathione. Um, so you're really getting kind of more of that mega level dosing and that is often enough to get that expectorant effect that's something we haven't really touched yes. on um the expectorant effect that we see with NAC, and that's why we really love these two
1: pairs yes yes so the NAC is going to build glutathione but it also has this function kind of on its own as well as an expectorant and that really makes this kind of harmonious blend for our respiratory function
2: yes so an expectorant is something that's going to break up phlegm and mucus Um, and so it'll thin out bronchial mucus like i mentioned with my dad he went from that like wheezing tight cough to actually having a productive cough Um, and it also then of course plays in that building block and this is why we use then that cellular antiox capsule with the NAC, the glutathione and the b6 in raw and filtered honey with an open capsule of Bio C Plus in kiddos, and you can do this from toddlers on as a great way to combat that chronic gunk. Yep. Um, so the phlegm and that that cough um, that children, whether it's RSV, whether it's um, you know preventing bronchitis, this is a really good way to support the respiratory tract um, and to reduce that phlegm and mucus, which also will prevent ear infection, which is super key because that's the number one reason that
1: antibiotics are prescribed in pediatrics. Yes, I swear we do we do the cell antibiotics almost daily because it's like there's always there's always no is the Petri dish yeah. stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, and especially with um, how rampant the flu is this year as well. Um, we've also seen studies um, of NAC on its own decreasing severity and, and uh, the length of duration of flu as well. So all the more reason to have that in your tool bag um, and have both of these components working for you.
2: Yes. And I do want to call on, you know, just this concept I I had been reviewing for our podcast today and saw a couple of reviews of like too much product pushing. And I understand that. um, But first off, I will say this is a free resource. And, you know, we've done our due diligence to create supplements that are in the most bioavailable form and provided in a synergy to yield clinical outcomes. And it would not behoove our audience for us to withhold the names of the products we're using in clinic or with ourselves or clearly as I shared with my family including my father my daughter myself my husband everyone it's like you get to sell Antiox and you get to sell Antiox I mean I I just will say with very strong confidence that since pandemic I don't think I appreciated cellular Antiox as much as I have now and this is now like the powerhouse like Desert Island I mean I still love my calm and clear my relax and regulate but just to note cell Antiox is one of those tools to have in your tool belt Um, again whether you're looking at longevity An anti-aging medicine, whether you're looking at supporting optimal organ function or combating a virus, because we'll actually see less replication, less inflammation, less
1: severity of illness. Yes. Yep. Um, let's touch a little bit on our favorite food sources of glutathione and then just some other ways to boost glutathione in the body. All right. Um, so cumin um is one of the best
2: forms actually, and um I love including it paired with lime in a salad dressing with olive oil and honey. Um, I have this in the anti-anxiety diet cookbook. I think it's called my like summer salad, and it has pickled onion in there and cilantro. Cilantro would be another one in that um world. So, you know, that's actually going to be coriander seed um, or cilantro in its leafy green form. Um both. Both cumin and cilantro we talk about for chelating or binding heavy metals, and that's because they're both so rich in glutathione. Um, So adding cumin to your yogurt and making a savory dip, making the salad dressing I just noted, adding it into any savory protein, um, really something that you can shake on a couple times a week, and adding like half teaspoons or full teaspoons or or two teaspoon amounts versus maybe what the recipe says, like quarter teaspoon, et cetera.
1: It goes well in guacamole. Actually, yeah. I always put it in chili and any all like things. Tex-Mex yep. or Mexican yep. flavor profile. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your sulfur-rich vegetables are a yes. big area of focus. So, you know, we're looking at like that alien family, garlic, onions. Um, we're also looking at asparagus, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, kind of that whole cruciferous world. Yes.
2: And so these could be raw or cooked or like I said, the pickled onions. Um, great ways to just get diversity of textures um, as well as retaining that antioxidant status. Um, we look to beyond the sulfur containing compounds and cruciferous Um, Grass-fed whey is a really fabulous one. Um, Namely, any form of whey is going to give you a boost of glutathione because of cysteine, the amino acid. It's pretty potent in cysteine. But like a non-denatured grass-fed whey, like our naturally nourished grass-fed whey, Um, is not going to be heat processed. And so that non-denatured careful filtration allows retention of active immunoglobulins as well as the temperature um, sensitive glutathione. Um, So really good source there. And that's why we include the naturally nourished grass fed whey in our 10 day detox as a great way to ramp up that um, antioxidant to support detoxification Um, you can also check out our ebook on smoothies and shakes It's just $1.99, and that could be a really great way to get you back on track and boost your glutathione status because also in many of those shakes, we'll add things like avocado, another known source, or spinach, um, or we'll be adding in um, turmeric or curcumin, of course, as a compound, which would also be great ways to boost glutathione. Ginger would be another one that would be favorable.
1: Um, and then beyond that, there are some kind of supplemental uh, ways to boost glutathione. So use of milk thistle, which we know as um, a great remedy for any kind of liver dysfunction mm-hmm. um, used in our 10-day detox, obviously. Um, so milk thistle itself is going to increase glutathione status and enhance that status in the body.
2: Yes. And that's in our Reset Restoring and yes. Detox yep. packs. Yep. Um, and then we also would look at another world of supplements again aside from NAC which is the N-acetylcysteine glycine which I would go for the glycine in the form of magnesium bisglycinate Um, and then that glutamine which would be in our GI lining support product Um, you could look at alpha lipoic acid as another antioxidant so that's in the antioxidant hierarchy and this also helps to restore glutathione levels in the body Um, has been shown as a powerful player in helping with insulin sensitivity and reducing neuropathy. So if we're talking about multiple sclerosis or diabetic neuropathy, um, getting dosages upwards of a um, gram would be a great way to get clinical outcomes there. Yes. And then we could extend into other antioxidants like selenium, um, like vitamins C and E. Again, any antioxidant, CoQ10 would also be one that's going to replete glutathione status. So any antioxidant, when adding that in, supports kind of the building blocks of the tent. And so the top dog or top mama, I should say, is going to be repleted when we support the little kid sisters. Um, so, you know, getting our Brazil nuts for our selenium or our seafood, like our uh, skipjack tuna or sard. Um, And then the last one I would say as another building block that we have kind of emphasized is those B vitamins, um, which are big drivers of that
1: methylation and that transulfuration. Yes. Um, and I would call out liver as a great food um, to boost both selenium and glutathione sure. production as well, um, particularly grass-fed beef liver um, in the case of glutathione. So that could be a good way As your, you know, monthly liver dose of liver and onions or doing like a liver um, pate or just adding it into, you know, grass fed meatballs, doing a liver blend is what we like to do in our household.
2: We have that meatball recipe. Is that on the YouTube YouTube. channel or is
1: it on the whole food family? Okay.
2: It's on YouTube. I will link it. We'll share that for y'all. Awesome. So we'll link that recipe as well as other recipes that help put this together like our 40 clove of garlic soup, whole roasted cauliflower, the broccoli gratin, um, spinach artichoke dip even with crudite, and then that smoothie ebook that I recommended as well. Uh, Let's just close out with a couple ways lifestyle to boost glutathione and then we will let y'all go and take a breather. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This has
1: been a powerhouse of an episode, but... Surprise, surprise, we're back. Um, <laughs> exercise. Um, so this one's a double-edged sword. Um, kind of as you mentioned in the beginning, athletes can see depletion of glutathione with like really yes. chronic overtraining or really chronic cardio or surprise, surprise, cardio done in an outdoor environment in a city you know like austin or houston where there's air pollution marathon running for Mm -hmm. sure Um, but exercise in and of itself um, actually can boost antioxidant levels especially glutathione if it's a you know cardio um, or circuit weight training done at a moderate level
2: yes getting ample sleep um can have many benefits for overall health, um, but we have seen actually the ability to replete antioxidants um, and a study measured glutathione levels in healthy people with insomnia and found that their glutathione peroxidase level was significantly lower than those um, who were not dealing with insomnia. So sleep deprivation can also cause deficiency of glutathione.
1: And then alcohol, surprise, surprise, you know, has a lot of adverse health effects. If consumed in excessive amounts chronically, um, we can for sure see, you know, damage to the liver, et cetera, but actually there can be some lung damage that goes on in alcoholism as well, um, as well as a chronic depletion of glutathione.
2: Yes. So, um, and I would, I would extend that to other lifestyle toxins. So yeah. this could be in the world of cosmetics. Um, and this is another just friendly reminder that doing your quarterly 10-day detox is a great way to like change the oil um, in the vehicle of your body. A great way to kind of clean up any of that gunk so that you don't have to chronically deplete your glutathione. You can actually restore your glutathione from a food as medicine approach and then use that cellular antioxidant if looking to address any of those symptoms of glutathione deficiency, and especially to pulse up during times of illness, especially if we're talking viral infection. Um, So go on over to our episode page where we have everything linked that we talked about and definitely check out at AllieMillerRD.com a spot in our 12-week Food is Medicine Ketosis class. That live class again starts on the 18th of January. And when you're at AllieMillerRD.com, check out the Cellular Antioxidant product page where we have a lot of these studies linked. And for listeners of today's episode, we'll be offering 10% off a bottle of Cellular Antiox. We'll actually allow you to get up to three bottles with that 10% off discount. You can use the code Cellular10 for 10% off as a Naturally Nourished podcast listener. And as always, we appreciate all of our listeners. If you haven't yet, and you could take a moment to go on over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to the Naturally Nourished Podcast and leave us a five star review on what you love about the information that we share with y'all for free, um, the science and the level of clinical application, and how empowered you have felt in your own family and household by listening to the podcast. We'd love to hear a sentence or two from you. And see that five star review.
0: Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Visit our blog at allymillerrd.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.